This is a GRDC podcast. The old adage, everything old is new again, has a different interpretation in the age of climate change, especially in the grains industry, where the current thinking is everything old needs new thinking. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. The new thinking relates to soil nutrients, how fertilisers can be used more efficiently and distributed more evenly in renovated soils. To find answers, $14.6 million is being invested by GRDC in a multi-partner research project being rolled out in Western Australia. The state's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development is one of the partners, and DPIRD Research Officer Craig Scanlon heads a team investigating nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium crop use efficiency, soil storage and yield responses. Deb Bishop asked Craig to outline the project's scope. The purpose of the project is to deliver new knowledge on nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium supply from soils in current farming systems and deliver that in a way that growers can integrate with their current soil and tissue testing that they do as part of their regular management. And to deliver that requires um, a lot of work. So this is a a large investment by GRDC uh, through a project that's led through UWA um, with project partners um, from DPIRD, Murdoch University, University of Adelaide, Summit Fertilisers, CSPP Fertilisers, Southern Dirt and Equi Consulting. What's happening in the Western region to prompt the investment? So there's been some major changes in farming systems in Western Australia over the last 20 to 30 years, which have impacted on soil nutrient supply, but also demand from crops. So for example, our planted area of legume crops has declined from 15% at its peak down to 5% now. Um, We also have areas where no-till has been used continuously for 20 to 30 years. So it's likely that there's been stratification in those soils. So they're factors that influence nutrient supply. But also in, in most cases, our yield potential has increased. So our demand for nutrients is higher as well. So from a nitrogen point of view, we are using existing models that have been calibrated in Western Australia and using them basically um, with a sensitivity analysis to identify which um, management actions or um, seasonal factors have the greatest influence on the yield response to nitrogen and also the profit response. What are the changes in the system that are causing us to reconsider how we make decisions on nitrogen? So the major change is really land use. So in in the mid-90s, about 15% of our planted area was legume crops, and that's declined now to uh, around 5%. So our, um, our legume supply in our cropping system has dropped away significantly, and um, that decrease in, con- in lupin area has largely been replaced with canola. So we have a much higher nitrogen um, demand system and we also have a lot more um, non-legume residues in the system as well. So it's changing the temporal supply of nitrogen throughout the growing season. So ultimately, what, what would be the benefits for growers you know, in yields, profits, sustainable cropping, those areas? The, the main benefit from the work that we're doing on decision support models is being able to provide greater confidence in when you are going to get a response to nitrogen and when you're not. 
So let's turn briefly to phosphorus management now. What, what are the researchers focusing on here? We have uh, quite a broad program of work happening with um, phosphorus. We've started um, some long-term field experiments where we're looking at phosphorus cycling um, over a four-year period and looking at how um, management of soil constraints impacts upon that um, and also obviously phosphorus uptake and grain yield um, over those four years. So that will give us a pretty good insight into how long-term management of pea with different strategies affects your yield and your profit. Um, the, uh, the other main avenue of investigation at the moment is around soil phosphorus storage and in particular what forms phosphorus is actually in in our soils and how that relates to phosphorus supply to crops. Uh, and that work also pairs nicely with the work on soil testing for phosphorus and um, understanding where different soil test methods might be appropriate for different soil types. Okay, what about the researchers' work on potassium management? So for potassium, we've also set up some long-term field experiments and the aim here is similar to look at how the way that we manage crop sequence and potassium application influences its availability over a longer period. So I'm looking at these sites again for four years and that allows us to look at yield, um, profit and quality implications over a longer term. And the other main aspect of work at the moment is around soil testing for potassium. So historically, yield responses to K were limited to sandy soil types that had a low native supply of potassium, which was depleted pretty quickly by, um, by crop production. So those areas were highly responsive to potassium and we developed a lot of knowledge around those fairly quickly. But now responses to K are being observed in soils that don't fit within that, that criteria. And so the focus for that potassium salt, potassium soil testing is to look at potassium supply over a wider range of soil types and its availability to um, crop plants on those soils. So a bit of time yet before we get some guidelines on the project, but clearly some work's going on in the laboratory right now. What, what kind of work's happening through 2019 at that level? So in, in 2019, we have laboratory work happening for nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. So for nitrogen, some work has started on the impact of pH, temperature and soil water content on residue um, decomposition. Um, there's also work happening on characterising the forms of phosphorus in soils. Um, and for potassium, looking at the, the amounts of potassium in different pools on different soil types and how that would relate to potassium availability. Craig, industry collaboration is a strong feature of this project, isn't it? Yes, it is. So we're collaborating with CSPP and Summit on a series of phosphorus field experiments. And the aim of that collaboration is to rapidly build a database of field experiments where we have phosphorus responses, where we use the same protocol at every site. So we use the same protocol for the um, phosphorus application, for soil sampling, so in terms of depth, but also what we measure in the soils. Uh, also our soil physical analysis and our climate data at each site 
and the aim of creating that complete database of experiments is to give us the best opportunity to look at how multiple factors affect the yield response to fertiliser pea. Craig Scanlon from WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, talking to Deb Bishop. And you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley.